0: Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Book Wars pod. Uh, I... Um, sorry, I was I was being uh, I was being roasted in the chat and I couldn't see who it was and I assumed it was Kate and then I opened it and it wasn't so I was a little surprised there. Uh, I'm Chris. You I'm ruined here. the
1: surprise.
0: I'm here with Rana and Kristen and I'm sorry, who are you?
1: Oh, get, go fuck yourself, really. Oh, uh, I mean, that's
0: you're right. the I only one who can say
1: that to him. So I just.
0: She's not the only one who says that to me. Oh no,
2: I I meant that in an inappropriate way.
0: It's fine. Oh, uh, uh, I see what she did there.
2: I'm I'm so funny, everyone. Yeah, ha ha ha. Maybe I should drink I my whole beer. I think you're funny. Thanks,
0: Kate. You should absolutely drink your whole beer. Um, more reasons you should drink your whole beer is because we're talking Book of Boba Fett, and oh. that's not a drink your whole beer kind of oh my viewing experience. God. Not even like not even entirely in a bad way, but yeah, drink your whole beer <laughs> what what kind of whole beer are you drinking, Rana?
2: Well, let me tell you, uh, I have saved this beer for an entire year because it is maple season, and God damn it, I need maple in March, and I live in Colorado, where it's not if it's not a thing, so my whole social media, okay, like five percent of my social media is everyone tapping maple trees and making making syrup, and it makes me really sad. Oh um, so I'm drinking a beer that I got almost exactly a year ago with Chris and Kate when I first met them when we got our first COVID vaccines. Um, oh my god, that I have aged for a full year. Um, and it is a double barreled maple stout. Um, it's a stout aged in bourbon and maple syrup barrels with maple syrup, coffee, and cinnamon. It's delicious. It is also originally 15.3 percent. I don't know what it is now um hopefully still something like that it's delicious uh but we'll see if i can speak by the end of the recording i mean i can't really speak now and i just started it but that's not because of beer that's just me being weird what are you drinking geeks
1: you've actually been saving that for for me to come back on the pod i know oh yeah totally that was actually what it was i know I know. you don't have to tell me
3: (laughs) i love that uh i'm just drinking water um I listened to our advice from the last book and gave blood today, So and it was fine like it always is, um, but for some reason, my arm did not want to stop bleeding, so mm. uh, I feel a little bit sleepy, um, so I figured I would listen for once in my fucking life and not drink tonight. <laughs>
2: Can I ask you a question about your blood donation? Of course. So I saw on Twitter that you're re-watching 30 Rock. Do you just replay that 30 Rock episode over and over again in your head when you go into Donate Blood?
3: No, I don't. Okay, never mind. I also, like, haven't really started my 30 Rock rewatch. Oh, that's a lot of hard words for me to say at once. Um, But I have an intention to, uh, like, have something in my picture-in-picture on my phone while I play my games. Hmm. So I was lacking one of those shows now that I've finished all... I've caught up on the procedurals that I wish to watch. So... It used to be bones, but I finished that, so now I need something else. But uh Kate, what are you drinking?
1: Uh so what do I have I don't like this like new podcast platform we found. This video makes me look like a thumb and I just don't <laughs> I'm like no I don't okay. think it does. It kind of does. I like I have no neck. Anyway. It,
3: it has video. I, which it, is why yes. we like it. So I, I know,
1: and now I get to look at myself looking like a thumb.
3: <laughs> I usually hide my video because other well, I probably won't have to hide my video this time because Miranda's not on the podcast. Because otherwise, she laughs at the faces I make, and uh, I can't. Do, we can't have that. It's yes, too distracting. Yes, yes,
1: fair enough. Uh, you so look I, cute. What's your shirt say? This is this is from Hella Megator. <laughs> oh, it's, some, I like it. for the old people, it, it's fine. Um, I have some plum green tea. Uh, from Scott Tea, which is in Kentucky? Question yeah. mark. Uh, anyway, we ordered from there because it's um queer black women owned, and we love to support. And also, it's delicious. And then I have what the fuck is in this? What do you pour me? Uh,
0: <laughs> that is uh some rum. That is El Dorado fifteen year uh rum.
1: Well, it's delicious. Thanks. You did one thing today.
0: I don't remember where it is from. What? As in, like, what country? Apologies.
1: You wouldn't. Don't talk. Don't no, talk. I'm not gonna guess. Don't talk. Don't 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 do it. Just explain what you're drinking.
0: <laughs> um. Also, speaking of what Keek said about TV watching and picture in picture, tournament starts tomorrow. We need to do our brackets. Um. Anyway, sorry, that's neither here nor there. Um.
3: Um. If my employer is watching this or listening to this, I don't watch basketball during work. Um. I'm really excited to watch basketball <laughs> during this tournament from at home. <laughs> Not during work at all. What time does it start? Do you know? I don't fucking know. Uh, (laughs) I'm not doing a bracket this year. I decided it was too stressful and that I didn't need another stressor in my life.
0: That's fair. I'm just rooting for lower seeds across the board. Uh, Unless they're USC. I don't even know if USC is in the tournament.
3: He means lower seeds is correct, but that is confusing for non-sports people. He means the seeds with the higher numbers.
0: No, I mean like seeds in the garden. Like when you plant them Can lower you in the you fuck off? You root for them.
3: Forever. You're the worst. <laughs>
0: uh, I was anyway, I am just I'm trying drinking... to help people. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking it old fashioned. Um, made with uh, Elijah Craig small batch bourbon.
1: Good lord.
0: Um, and I just, I famously don't like bourbon. It's just it's t- too sweet.
2: And yet it's you continue sweet. to drink
0: it. And yet I continue to fucking. Oh, you know what? I was like, honestly, I was like, I just got this new bourbon. Maybe it'll be good in an old fashioned. Like, old fashioned's a little more watered down. Like,
2: do you are you buying bourbon for baking purposes for Kate? Like, why are you? Why are you, not that Kate would do it? But are either baking or for Kate? I am in no way insinuating that Kate is the baker of your relationship. Um, I know that's offensive
1: to both of you, but. Also, I'm really not like holy shit. My baking comes out like poop. That was the, <laughs> that was part of the, the reference. Yes. Yeah, but, that was the.
2: Um, but my question is, why do you keep buying bourbon if you don't like it?
0: Because like, because you're an optimist. A, once in a blue moon. I'll get in a mood and I'll be like, maybe I want bourbon this time. That's what and bars it'll be are like, fro- fine. for.
2: That's why we have bars.
0: I mean, spoken like a true extrovert. Some of us don't want to go to bars.
2: True, fair. <laughs> n- well, Colorado now has takeout alcohol, so.
0: That's true, and honestly, it's not New Orleans style, but bless still, bless it. Yeah, we're not we're not there yet, but we should. We honestly, we should get there. Takeout alcohol is fantastic.
2: It is. It is indeed.
0: It's it's definitely one of those things where if everybody did it, New Orleans wouldn't be such a shit show.
2: Yeah, I think the first time I ever had alcohol, not like either in a yard or like a place where you've purchased the alcohol. Was um, in Puerto Rico where you can like go buy your drink and then like walk and like go out dancing with the drink from a different place. And I was like, this is amazing. Mm. Why don't we do this? It's very, very convenient. We should.
0: Stupid Puritans. Mm-hmm. Um, That's everybody. Yes. yes. Kristen went. Yes. Go. Yeah. What's Orca drinking? drinking? I'm just kidding. Uh, Orca is drinking in the sight of Kate as he stares at her the entire time. I lied. He's actually staring at me right now. But it, that's like such a rare occurrence that I just dis- I was not going to mention it now he's staring at Kate again we're all good we're back in balance
1: oh my, God. my dog's eating his own fucking hair is what he's doing it's well funny. yeah what else is name? <laughs> it's the dog um, life. Yeah.
0: anyway before we get started uh discussing the book of Boba Fett um we are asking people to if you have money to give uh I'm sorry I just reading the chat again and I got distracted uh, if you have money to give, we're asking people to give to the International Refugee Committee uh, at rescue.org, uh, and uh, it gives uh, support uh, and both financial support and legal support to refugees, uh, and that's refugees around the world um, in, obviously, uh, Ukraine and Eastern Europe, but also in other places like Palestine, etc. So yeah, give them money. All right, shall we dive in? Shall we dive into the Sarlacc pit, as it were? Oh, nice! <laughs> all right. So, what did we think?
3: I said, "Oh, nice," because the Sarlacc pit looks like a butthole.
0: No, no, keeks. It was clear. It was no one. No one wasn't sure about that.
3: You can't see them, but they're all laughing because it's a funny joke.
2: Because famously, you <laughs> see laughing before you hear it. <laughs> totally how it works for the pod.
3: <laughs>
0: laughing is. Best transferred through a visual medium.
2: Oh, I will say you can't see it, but Keeks did just flip me off. That one, I feel like, is helpful narration.
3: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, this lordy. Is,
2: it's my fault we didn't record a couple days ago, so naturally I have to be even more of an asshole. Not like the Sarlacc pit. I got us back on track. There we go.
0: A... Nailed it. Um, all right. So on that note, what did we think? Rana, I feel like you have to go first after bringing um, us in with that.
2: Okay. I wasn't sure if that was, uh, if you were just asking me to speak for all indigenous Star Wars fans. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. i um, <laughs> just joking. Shame uh, on you, but- white man. Uh, no, I mean, here's the thing. I know a lot of people really dislike this and that's totally fine. I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was the best Star Wars content I've seen, but I enjoyed it. I just kind of went along with the ride and there were definitely moments that I was like, uh, what? But for the like, se- definitely some storytelling decisions that didn't really need to happen that way. But overall, I felt like it was really enjoyable and it was it was fun for. So- like I'm probably not gonna rewatch it. Maybe before season two, if there is one. But I don't like. I have no desire to rewatch it. But it was fun. All right, I'm logging off. Thanks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Rana. Um, no, I. Sorry, you were gonna go, Kate. I was. I don't know. You looked like you were gonna. I don't
1: fucking know what well, I do, do see, no, like Kate, Now that Kate's. To now that Kate's back on did... the pod,
0: do you all see just, like, the the healthy amount of fear that has been instilled in me <laughs> that is back?
3: <laughs> I was going to say, you worse. were staring at him like he interrupted you, so...
1: Oh. Uh, th-
0: thank you, Kristen.
1: My God. This is just what my face looks like. I don't. I think my face is just stuck like this, having, t- have, like, taught for almost six months Or being now. from New York.
0: I was going to say, it de- <laughs> definitely couldn't be that.
1: Fuck off, both of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, what the fuck, fine, well, what, what what can I say now that Chris has put me on the spot, just without like. permission. Kate, would you think of Book of Boba? Well, Ron, <laughs> um, you know, it was a real mixed bag for me, like, on the one hand, there were a lot of parts I did like, on the other hand, a lot of those parts did not involve Tamara Morrison's face being in any of the bits, um, on the third hand... I don't, this is a, this is a listener question and I, I I can elaborate later, but the, the structure of it was, was not my favorite. It was oddly, it was, you know, from a writing standpoint, it was oddly constructed. Let me use all my big words for y'all that I learned (laughs) during my degree that I am trying to finish. But anyway, I'll, I'll get more into it later, but yeah, bits I liked, bits where I was just like hitting my head on a wall. Star Wars.
0: Yeah. I would I would agree essentially with what both of you said. Um I, I did not hate it. Um I would say I didn't hate it at all. I didn't dislike it nearly as much as many other people um that I've seen. Um I know particularly a lot of our Tashi Station colleagues just really weren't fans for very you know, for very valid reasons. It just didn't work for them. Um I thought it was fine is like what I would say. I thought it had highs, I d it absolutely had lows. Um Basically, you know, in the past few years, I try to judge Star Wars, like, not by my expectations and what I want for it because Rise of Skywalker came out and everything went out the window in terms of what I want for Star Wars. But, like, whether or not, you know, afterward, you know, do I have a smile on my face? Did I enjoy it? And I did for, I would say, half of the Book of Boba Fett episodes, and including. The last three um so which was really helpful um you know i think that structurally it absolutely didn't have one um it, it absolutely had its issues um there are plenty of issues behind the camera and you know outside of the on-screen product that need to be mentioned every time we talk about them and we will once we get to those episodes but uh you know it was fine. I th- I would say of all the Star Wars TV that has come out, I probably liked this the least. You know, over the previous two seasons of Mandalorian and, you know, throwing Star Wars animation in there. Um, maybe season two of Resistance I liked less than this. Um, but yeah, it was fine. So let's, to get into more specifics about, like, Not just did you like it, but like what were your thoughts? Um, I don't know who added which of these points to the outline. So I'm just going to go person by person in the same order that I did before for people to have the opportunity to elaborate on more specific points. Rana, do you have further things to say?
2: I do. I mean, also some of the things that I would have said other people have on here. So I will not embrace my white half by stealing other people's points and I will just... Do the two we that prefer I've to had. call it
0: discovering them rana
2: i know yeah you're so Jesus. right please god almighty
1: <laughs> what, Um, i'm so sorry for being offensive <laughs> um I, why why I, wait why are you still on this podcast man i came back after two years and because we need like, white repre- we need a
2: white man represented in our was, group uh, jeez i was please. gonna
0: say because nobody else wants to do the intro
2: it's star That's wars I was no gonna one will say, listen Chris. to us about that <laughs>
3: Like. All right. We need Chris to do the intro and tell the people about who to give their money to. <laughs> because don't I, I feel like it.
1: I I mean I guess I guess the the authoritarianness of a white man telling you to give money to something is like you know it's just just it's usually just quite it's literally what I
0: do for a living. So <laughs> anyway, Rana, you were you were gonna you were gonna make some excellent points.
1: <laughs> well,
2: that's debatable, but um, so two one is like serious and one is a very small point. I guess I'll start with the small point first. I want Cobb Vanth to be dead. I don't want him in the back to tank. Go put him Ooh. in the sand. I don't care. Like let him dry out and the two suns. like that, it's not that I hate him, I'm just sick of him. Like we've had enough Cobb Vanth content. I'm good. I don't want him in the back to. I was like, you know what? Like I don't It's like I know that's mean. That's my hot take. But like go <laughs> I'm, I don't want him. I, it seems like he's going to come back, obviously, because they put him in the back death at the end of the episode, but I was like, let him be dead. It's fine. Not everyone has to be revived. That's my hot take for the episode.
0: He's going to be a robot.
2: I know,
1: but I don't care. I Although know I, that's mean. I just, a cop fan just kind of annoys me. I do. I do like that. Like, not everyone just needs to be like revived by mysterious means. Like, it was funny when we had Spider-Mall, but you can stop now. Like, yeah, exactly. Ahsoka- Ahsoka came back, like, okay. I I see it. Like, it, ooh, I just smacked my microphone. Cool. Uh, okay, I can write that one down. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's gotten to the point in Star Wars where, you know, I'm 99% sure that Cad Bane is dead. But Chris and I were debating it for a good 20 minutes after we finished the episode. Because we can no longer be sure. But anyway, yeah. onto to your larger point no 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 i think i think you're
2: right go ahead chris i interrupted you
0: no i was i was just agreeing you go
2: wow chris you don't have to talk all the time (laughs) i'm sorry i'm i'm wheezing with laughter because i also don't have to talk all the time but it doesn't change the way i interact with the world no Um, you should talk all the time i i
1: I all day with him i don't want to hear him talk anyway
2: (laughs) this is why kate's not actually on the pod um (laughs) My my more serious point, and I think people are not surprised that this is my more serious point, is I had mixed feelings on some of the points that seem to be like trying to build in some mythos around like indigeneity. I was here for that. I was here for the ways and I talked about this I think in our Amando recap um for season two, but I really like the way that Tamara Morrison like adds aspects of his identity to how he plays Boba Fett. I love that. Um, and at first, I didn't know if I was making that up, since I'm not from that, d- d- like you know, demographic of people. I'm not Pacifica, but when he was given that um helmet, that was the wood helmet by the other Maori creator. uh That person was like mentioning that and all that, so I I do feel a little more validated of like, oh yeah, I do. It does seem like that. Like that was my interpretation. And someone from the other side of the world was that it seems pretty intentional in the way that he plays Boba Fett. Um, but that being said, I, I did really love the Tuscan Raiders storyline um, until they all died. I was like a big fan of more um, like, I mean, for a lot of indigenous groups, like coming of age or adoption and things like that are like cultural ceremonies are big. So I, I love the idea of leaning into that in Star Wars. If we're going to do world building, we might as well have some nuance to it. Um, I say that in Star Wars, what? Um, <laughs> but uh, I also felt. At first, I was excited. Like, the second episode was my favorite of the whole season. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I love this. This is cool storytelling. Um, and then it was, like, motorcycle gangs and, like, burnt-down villages and whatever. That's I'm not mad about it. I Like, I respect some people were really upset about that. And, you know, I, I absolutely respect the way people felt about that. It didn't bother me, but I did feel a little cheated um, because I was really excited about like cultural components like not that it had to match any specific culture but just the idea that we were seeing some sort of influence that was saying oh yeah like there's indigeneity in Star Wars because we all know there's indigeneity in Star Wars not just because Qui-Gon says some like indigenous tribes or something like that in the Phantom Menace but um, yeah I I felt like there was a lot of potential there and it was okay but I was a little bit underwhelmed after having my like hopes for it peak a little bit that I was just kind of like, oh, all right, it is what it is. And that was almost a point, but not quite. So those are my two things in the outline. Thank you for listening.
0: No, I, yeah, I completely agree. I think that episode three for me was a real low point after the high of episode two. Because um, episode two, I thought, was just beautifully done in many, many ways. Um, both the structure of the episode, I thought, was really good. Uh, as you were saying the uh indigenous like aspects and cultural aspects that were kind of built in and created this like new tuscan culture that we were learning about for the first time um was incredible and then you know it just episode three just felt so lazy to me um it like it's it's the easy choice that has been done a million times in you know white cinema and television and it was just—it was boring to me. In addition to being disappointing from the representation aspect, it was just—it was incredibly boring that that was where they decided to go with it.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like this is probably a good spot to get into my my spiel about why this is written so badly. Listen, Jon Favreau is a talented man at a lot of things. He mayhaps should no longer be a screenwriter. Uh, It's—you it, know—it's not. It's not like sometimes it yeah, oh okay. Sometimes it is the fact that he just like writes the corniest weirdest most like unrealistic dialogue. Um and part of like part of that is annoying. Part of that I will accept to a certain point because it's Star Wars and Star Wars is fucking corny. But I just I don't understand some of the sto- some of the storytelling choices in terms of where are we starting this? How are we interweaving this? Um I could, I honestly could have taken a whole season of um, Boba Fett being um, like living among the Tuscans. I'm sure there's like so much to mine there. Um, the passage of time was weird. Like people complained about how they were confused during The Witcher that there were three different timelines. I was just like, what was this man? D-? Like it's just like it, it, it's, no, it's not clear what he's doing in the five years. Five years between. Five years, yeah. Yeah, between crawling out of a butthole and um, becoming, in you know. Killing Bib Fortuna, it's the implication. I suppose is that the that he was with the Tuscans for five years. But the the way that they framed his taking the banth and going into the desert uh, gave gave huge. I was Moses in the desert for five years, five, which are like I think he would literally die <laughs> if he did that. Um, I could have taken a, an entire season of that and then a whole season of his like power struggle and his. Um, you know, his his coming into a, a leadership role. And there's just like two seasons of like super good TV right there. And I feel like people would have watched that and it would have been fun, but that's not what happened. It just kind of, it glossed over the Tuscan, his time with the Tuscan Raiders, which seems like a significant like rebirth period of his character. And then it jumps immediately into this very convoluted, unnecessarily convoluted plot about uh the Tatooine's, Really kind of pathetic, underworld and and the pikes, and my dog is snoring and I can't do thinking. Um, and I just they even if I had just decided to pull out the bacta like bits and like gone in chronological order, like I don't I don't know. It just felt super uneven. I do think they should have taken out the bacta bits and just gone in chronological order. Quite frankly, because literally the only reason to introduce the bacta tank is to not kill Cobb bands. like towards around this point. So.
0: And what? to not have to put makeup on Tamira Morrison yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. But either way, it was just, I don't know. It was very, it felt, it felt, it felt very constructed in a, in a way that um, I guess it was like, I can, see it, this is so, this is so, I don't know, forced that I can see the underpinnings to like wh- why this was a storytelling, like why you mm-hmm. absolutely needed to do the storytelling wise. And it just felt really clunky. And that is th- my writer rant.
2: <laughs> I think what you said, too, about some of the like character changing and character building for Boba Fett would have worked better, I think, if we had more time to see it. One of the big complaints was that this character felt really different and that people felt like, oh, I don't understand his decision making with small politics, and which is not a sentence anyone would have thought we'd be saying. 10 years ago about Boba Fett, but um, that being said, like, I think they could have avoided a lot of the questionable or at least, like, frustrating things to fans if they had just spent a little bit more time developing why he... Because I don't think anyone's going to deny that people change, um, even if you're cloned, but, like, I don't... Yeah, I think they could have saved themselves a headache by doing a little bit more character building there.
1: Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. Um, And, I don't know, I just, like... I feel like a lot of the reason why a lot of people like enjoy Star Wars is because like we have these characters that, like keep popping up over and over again and we get and we do get to see them grow um over the course of a season of TV or um a series of movies or whatever and so we're used to that. And so like when it j- jumps around so rapidly we're just kind of like wow, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't yeah. need Tarantino in Star Wars. Sure. Well, Star Wars itself is already Tarantinoed. You start in the middle. Yeah. So like
0: yeah, it's, I com- I completely agree with what both of you said about, I think it, w- I think the show would have been better if they had just, like, it It started with him coming out of the Sarlacc pit, and I think it shouldn't have jumped forward. I think it should have just gone chronologically, and that would have developed his character a lot more, because there was no, you know, I, I saw a lot of people complaining, like, oh, why is Boba Fett nice now? D- Disney ruined this too. And, like, I don't have any issue with Boba Fett ending up nice. But the only impetus that they showed for him becoming nice is getting eaten by the Sarlacc. Which, to my knowledge, there is no weird brain-altering chemicals in the stomach of a Sarlacc that cause you to get nicer. <laughs> like, it just, it just the development did not make sense at all to me. Um, and I feel like, had they spent three episodes, three whole episodes, maybe, on his time with... The Tuscans, on you know any wanderings that he did after the Tuscans were killed, you know it could have developed that sense of justice a little bit more because he has this conversation with, um, with Fennec about you know why are you doing this? Why do you care about Bib Fortuna so much? Which is which is the question I was asking myself the whole fucking time, because you never worked for Bib Fortuna, and you worked for Job of the Hut and had a good relationship. So like, why are you so mad? And Like, the vague answer that he gave was, I'm tired of, you know, dying for these people who don't know what they're doing. And I'm like, okay, so you'd rather die for yourself when you don't know what you're doing? Like, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Kristen is raising her hand.
3: I just had a point. Um, It feels like Disney poopy heads didn't want too much of any one thing at once and tried to reverse engineer their way into being like well you can get a little of this now and then a little bit of it later and something different in case you didn't like that thing and that it guess what that should not work you should make an outline before you write a book sometimes
1: honestly what it most felt to me was like the, the parts of solo where you can tell that they just very obviously stitch together what Lord Miller did and then what Ron Howard did and the effect like comes off very strange
0: yeah it's weird because this is like one of the few Star Wars productions that didn't have production issues and yet it really feels like it did wow um it's interesting Kristen that you think that that was more of a corporate decision um because to me I don't necessarily think so I think you know and and Kate got into this Favreau I actually think that he You know, Favreau and Filoni are two people that I think 90% of the fandom either loves them or hates them and has no opinions in between. And I think that my opinion of them is, is somewhere in between. I think they both have their faults, but I think that Favreau deserves a ton of credit for how smooth a ship he's run on Mandalorian and on Book of Boba Fett and creating this, you know, corner of the universe for himself in a way that Star Wars has not been able to get off the ground with anybody else so i think and and doing so in a way that you know we've never heard any negative experiences from any of the people who've worked on mandalorian or book of boba fett so like i think he deserves a lot of credit for the ship he runs
3: i think that's exactly right the only the only reason that i'm like uh thinking that it may have come from corporate because is because if someone (laughs) i can't imagine them uh pitching uh Three to four episodes of Tuscan stuff, and them not going. No, absolutely not. We're not doing three to four episodes oh, of Tuscans. I see what you're three to four episodes of Tuscan's in a row, and nothing else. Sorry, not not going to happen. Good try. I see what you're saying.
0: Well, let me let me follow up my point. My my congratulation of Fabro because I said my opinion of him is somewhere in the middle, but he's not a good writer, oh, and shit, he's man. furthermore an
2: expert. She knows.
0: Yeah,
1: I have a I have a real degree in this now. Who the fuck gave me that? Um.
0: And furthermore, in addition to not being a good writer, he is an incredibly unimaginative writer.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing. It's It's all bad on the outside. Oh fuck. Um, yeah, I. I, It's just you know when they can reach for the the easy joke, the easy reference, um, the easy plot point, that's exactly what they go for, and it's just like why? Chris Chris was convinced for maybe three quarters of the season that Favreau was playing three dimensional chess with Crimson Dawn um, being the big bad at the end and them introducing Kira and then just like being able to spin off like a whole bunch of other stuff because who doesn't like making money? And that's not what happened. I was just like, and I kept telling him, I was like, no, the Pikes are it. They're not smart enough to write this, to yeah. write what you want. And guess who was right?
0: Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Again. And that's, and that's been one of my complaints about the Mandalorian throughout the two seasons as well. It's and and to its credit, the Mandalorian does it well enough that even I mostly stop complaining. But again, it's it's always the boring choice. It's always the predictable choice. There's no envelope pushing. There's no you know, not that everything needs Game of Thrones style twists, but like I'd like to not be able to see something coming from a mile away for once. You know, like it's it's none of it is new. And that's, you know, kind of what I was saying about the decision to kill the Tuscans. It's like, yeah, we've all seen this movie before. Like it's every production that white people have made about, you know, majority coded figures and becoming part of indigenous cultures. Like it is a story we've seen before. And it's just it's not interesting and I think I don't think that Favreau has the creative chops to come up with a truly interesting storyline that is interesting in its own right and and not just because it's well done and what happens in it
1: well I want you to share the quip you put in the chat because it's so good (laughs) oh sorry I mean
2: now we're hyping up something but uh when Peek said like it's a show you can outline it I was just saying like if we can make an outline for this shit show of a pod they can make an outline for a show. They got Disney
1: money. You said what you said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is a probably a good point to talk about Luke, the inclusion of Luke and Ahsoka as well. Yeah. I, just the fact that you know, as as we were saying about character characters who never die, Ahsoka Tano, I I just I mean for for obvious reasons, I or rather so obvious reasons in society, I I did not I just. I I feel I feel so irritated that Rosario Dawson's face now apparently has to be in every single Star Wars live action when she is a transphobe, and you know it's just like it's it's I I've I keep hitting the microphone I keep talking to people who you know are trans and it's just like they can't even enjoy Star Wars anymore and it's just like it's just such a simple thing to fucking fat people and just you know she had this big fat lawsuit was going on when they signed her and it was just like i don't know it's like when people don't google their employees or whatever the fuck except like on a larger scale that affects like more than just 10 people which i think is like absolutely dreadful um but yeah uh besides besides the fact it's just like i i love i on, a, on a just like a completely franchise storytelling point, I love the cross. I love cross pollination between stories and projects and things like that. But I just like, I am not thrilled about Ahsoka being the big connector that she showed up in pretty much everything except for R- Resistance and Bad Batch. And I'm sure she'll show up in Bad Batch. We've only had one season of that.
0: Oh yeah, no question.
1: <laughs> and so it's just it's the the fact that. It's Felony's just like pet character who just like gets to do all this stuff, and then I we have to watch all these other characters just never who are fascinating and lovely just never pop up again. Like we're never gonna see Tamarivora again, which is horrible. Yeah. Um. From Resistance.
0: Just man, just stab me right in the heart with that one. I
1: Jesus. went there. Uh, or, yeah, Hera. or Hera. Or mm-hmm. Hera. Or Hera. Hera. Whatever. Or my or my broccoli son. Mm-hmm. I'm watching you, Felony. Uh, the way, like I had to watch Kane and die in front of my two fucking eyes like I just it's just so exhausting
2: I do think and lazy oh, sorry Chris you made an inhale go ahead
0: no you go I
2: do think also the inclusion of Ahsoka makes things confusing for me because it means that she is now signing on to the very dogma that she had a huge issue with and left in the first place um, her like then being fine with Luke still upholding. I was I was a little bit disappointed in that because I had thought that Luke had learned lessons and the fact that he was not willing to give up things and he was still like a Jedi and could have connections with people. Um and so the whole Grogu storyline in that with Ahsoka's participation in it just made me really surprised. Um and I just kind of felt like it
1: yeah, it it just
2: confused me to be honest.
1: I I agree and also I feel like what happened. I feel like this the quote unquote storyteller reason was like she told Luke to trust his instincts and then fucked all the way off to, you know, wherever the fuck she goes. But Chris, you have thoughts about Skywalker instincts.
0: <laughs> I do. So I actually um and again I, I wanna start as Kate did with the acknowledgement that needs to be brought up any time that we talk about Ahsoka and live action and Rosario Dawson is that she is a transphobe. She has been incredibly Incredibly accused of a hate crime, essentially, and that has been completely swept under the rug and ignored, including by the legal system. Um, and it is incredibly hurtful and demoralizing and awful to trans and non-binary and genderqueer fans of Star Wars that they have to watch Star Wars, which is something that they love and essentially aren't safe at any point from her showing up anymore. Uh, and that's and that's a decision that has been consciously made by Lucasfilm, who tweeted a, you know, we love LGBTQ plus fans and employees bullshit in the wake of everything Disney's going through, and it's it's okay, cool. Graphic design is your passion, congratulations. Jeez. Um. So, that needs to be mentioned every any and every time that we talk about Ahsoka. Talking about the actual plot of of that episode, um. I was in, I don't know if I was the minority. I was the minority of people I talked to. I actually loved it. And and thought that it was very in character for both Luke and Ahsoka. Um, because for me, you know, looking at Ahsoka's journey. And what she's gone through. Yes, she has her love-hate with the Jedi Order. That kind of landed on hate. And she's presumably from what we saw of her in season two of Mandalorian somewhat embittered and afraid because she saw what happened to Anakin in, in, you know, season two of rebels. And I can, it doesn't shock me that like, I don't know. I don't expect her to be a perfect messenger. And like, you know, there's a, there was a funny thing that was going around Twitter that I saw that was, uh, you know, Luke and Ahsoka haven't watched clone wars. Uh, Luke and Ahsoka haven't watched the prequels. Um, and I think, you know, like quippiness aside, I do think that there's something to that of like, they have their own small experiences. And then in Ahsoka's case, she also has 24 years of further experiences that we're building on that. And, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that maybe she remembers the only time in her life where she was safe and comfortable as in many ways positive. And that is when she was a Jedi.
2: That's a good analysis of it. I hadn't really considered it that way.
0: Um, and then, in terms of Luke, and this is what I said to Kate uh, as soon as the episode was over: <laughs> I loved that she was like, "Trust your instincts," and then it immediately cut to Luke giving Grogu an ultimatum. Because if we've learned anything about Skywalkers, it's that they have terrible fucking instincts. They're
1: Leroy.
0: They're so bad at making decisions it is unbelievable and so that was honestly very like it to me it was very in character with in particular what ryan johnson did with luke in the last jedi of luke looking back on the mistakes he made you know i've never and i think i've talked about this on the pod part of the reason luke is not as interesting a character to me is because i you know i don't care about perfect heroes they're boring to me you know again if you like it that's great that's fantastic to me, it's not interesting, and I don't like it. And that's why I never really, like, connected with Luke on an emotional level growing up watching these movies. And I love watching Luke fuck up in real time.
1: <laughs> but I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> you would do. Also, just like, I don't know, you just... you. You're just petty. You just needed. You just needed some just like nonsense in your soul. Listen, know. God knows. I know. I know. I I also want to add on here, just to to be abundantly clear. It's Skywalker men.
0: Yeah, true. That's very correct. Very very correct. True. Absolutely.
1: Skywalker women never did anything wrong. The one of them.
3: Yes. I don't know. Ray's pretty. Shmi pretty also. <laughs> Shmi also. Wait, never she's, did. No, she's true. Wait, that's is she true.
1: That's true. I don't
2: count is Ray, Ray Skywalker. Skywalker? I'm sorry, Ray Star Wars. That's that's yeah. identity fraud.
1: <laughs> it's appropriation i it. i was
3: like she's pretty dumb Ray's 16 but... digits of a credit card number <laughs> oh,
1: god, god. Oh,
3: please Help. Code, let me cut myself out sorry oh my god um, i thought Rana, you were
2: saying something much worse
0: ronnie you were about to say something when kate started talking
2: um i was just gonna say one point i also have about luke showing up in this is not related to story, but the fact that Mark Hamill said that he was not involved in Luke's participation in this is like a little bit I I read that, I don't know how accurate that is. I read that on Twitter mm-hmm. in two different places, but maybe that's not accurate. My issue with that would be like and I thought I read somewhere they said that they used like previous footage for most of the sound bites and things. Um but I that concerns me in the sense of like are we gonna tell the same character stories forever? I don't know. I just feel like I like the allusions to the original trilogy. Obviously, that's my favorite Star Wars canon. I like the inclusion of Clone Wars characters and Rebels characters and all these other things. But there is something questionable about the idea of being able to continue stories of characters forever without the original,
1: like, actor's participation at all. That bothers me, for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, to go along with that, like... I I remember like this and this is before Ronda's time, but um, when we were talking about um, Rise of Skywalker coming out, we were just like, please just recast Carrie Fisher, um, because and honestly, like that would have been so much better as an end product. There's still been so many problems, but it would have been just like so. It was just it, the it just wound up being so awkward, and I think did no justice to her, her like you know, 40 years of performance of just like, you know, of being Princess Leia. And uh, this is another, I, I, I agree that this is another place where it's just like, we're just going to have to recast at some point. Um, and I guess we've done it with Han and people had a, had mixed reactions, but I don't know. They're just gonna have to get over it. Life is life.
0: <laughs> it's funny. Cause literally just, I think yesterday, Star Trek announced the casting of young James Kirk in the, um, strange new, strange new worlds. Yeah, strange new worlds, which is the uh, one of the upcoming Star Trek shows that's coming out. Just to cross the streams here a little bit, but it's you know, and and this is a hill that I was willing to die on before Rise of Skywalker, and now I'm willing to you know die, bury myself, come back to life, and die again on Star Wars needs to get over original casting and recast when necessary. You know they missed the opportunity to do it with Leia and that was a fuck up and that's just in the canon now and that's really unfortunate. When it, it when season 2 when the season 2 finale of Mandalorian happened when Luke first appeared, I was very skeptical of the fact that they didn't choose to recast him. But in my head I was like, okay, if this is, you know, if Grogu's disappearing and this is the only time we're going to see Luke for these 2 minutes, then you know, they don't want to go through the point of, re- the, you know, all the trouble of recasting him in the future or of recasting him now if they don't know what they're going to do with him in the future. That's fine. Do this weird deepfake thing. The fact that they continued that in Book of Boba Fett is extremely concerning to me. Um, I am very worried that they're going to try to do a Luke Skywalker series where the entire thing is deepfaked. And that, yeah. I think, will be atrocious. That
1: would be so creepy and, I- and awful.
2: I mean, I didn't, like, I actually loved the way they did it in Rogue One. Um, I felt like, actually, this level of deepfake didn't bother me. But I think at this point, at some point, it not only becomes uncomfortable to watch, but also becomes almost unethical. Like, at this, it reminds me of when in the mid-2000s, um, like, to the, not. 2500s but um, when uh like i don't know five years ago or so there's that weird period of time where all these brands were using like computer generated ads and it was like on like a box of like ziplocs and it would have like a cgi like a little like graphic designed family that looked really close to people but then weren't people because it was cheaper to do that than it was to pay um, models and yep. so i just think like at some point we go down the slippery slope of One, obviously everything creatively around using the same characters and stories forever and all that, but also just unethical of are you just not willing to pay actors or are you not willing to let someone have a new spin on the character? Like, what is the reasoning behind this? I don't think it should be that these roles are untouchable. Um, So I just, yeah, I have a lot of ethical
1: issues and questions about it. That is such an excellent point. And I'd forgotten about that. Do y'all remember, like, I think it was a hologram of like Michael Jackson, I want to say it was. After after he after he died no, that you know justifiably caused just such an uproar. God, that was creepy. I don't technology was a mistake. All the Tupac holograms. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I
0: think I've I remember both of those yeah. being being things, and it's awful. Yeah, it's I mean there's there's a conversation that really needs to be have about this technology that in many ways was invented, you know, by, frankly, Russian cyber terrorists it's
2: being used right now in the Mm -hmm. ukraine situation Mm -hmm. ukraine i shouldn't say situation war crimes
0: yeah like frankly by a lot of actors who were not doing it with good intentions to try and uh trick people to fool people and doing that as the legacy of mark hamill no longer has control over his likeness um And and that's incredibly frustrating
2: I'm just putting in hearing because I put it in our chat, but now I'm realizing maybe I should say it. If we do keep that last segment, is um, I did look it up and he did not have any involvement in it. So John Favreau did say that they used um, a synthesizer that it's like an AI that replicates human voices, um, which is really concerning uh, for a number of reasons. So creepy.
0: Yeah, and that. Uh, so I think that is incredibly frustrating that that is the route that star wars is choosing to go right now um and you know i really hope that in five years we'll be looking back at this and we won't have seen more of deep fake luke and this you know episode five or whatever of boba fett was just the continuation slash conclusion of the mando finale and that's all we're going to see of him and then next time we see luke because we know we're going to see luke again like there's no way we're not eventually going to get some on-screen media about Luke Skywalker's Jedi Temple. There's just We're no We're doomed. Way. Um, and I hope they recast, and I hope that a new actor has an opportunity to do it. Um, there's obviously a new Luke Skywalker casting in Obi-Wan Kenobi that's coming out later this year, and it's a kid. And I hope that the fandom doesn't bully him into having severe mental health problems, as they tend to do with children involved in Star Wars. Poor baby. But... Um, you know, don't, I, I just don't think you should be afraid of recasting. And like, you know, Kate, you talked about Alden Ehrenreich in Solo. I, I fucking love Alden Ehrenreich in Solo. Like, I think he makes it his own and while still giving an amazing homage to Harrison's performance. And I think both he and Donald Glover brought something new to their characters in a way that, you know, added depth without disrespecting anyone. And I don't see any reason why you can't do that with any other character.
2: And I will say, too, that Alden Ehrenreich's version of Han Solo has really grown on me as time has gone past the original movie. When I first saw it, the biggest issue I had was that I felt like the voice wasn't the same. Um, and I don't know why. My brain was just like, what is this? Um, and it was it just kept, every time he talked, my brain would be like, no. Um, but now when I've gone back and rewatched it, it's really enjoyable. Um, and I feel like it's much easier now to appreciate a lot of the subtleties that he brought to the role in sort of making it a fresh... Um, take on it that i think we would probably say even if people aren't huge fans of whatever ends up happening with hypothetical future luke recasting um i feel like with time these things change and we start to see them differently because it's easier i think to take in the whole instead of just the differences with further exposure
0: agreed completely man i could do a whole bonus episode on how solo is a problematic masterpiece i fucking love that movie
1: so I think the last other thing we want to talk about before we wrap this this particular bonus on Book of Boba Fett is um, Lucasfilm Marketing does it again. And by does it again, I mean, what the fuck were they doing? I just... Who... Like, how does
0: whoever is in charge of marketing at Lucasfilm have naked pictures of somebody that they get to keep their job? They are so bad at it so consistently.
1: It's... It was... It was I'm like, doing the best at this. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, once again, it was just like they put, they, they did their, the they started the the whole marketing show super late in the game, um, put together kind of like the a weird little sizzle reel. And also in interviews, Favreau and Filoni were saying that this book of Boba Fett is a little bit of a season like 2.5 for Mando and which is, you know a choice that they made. Uh we can we can argue with it, but we were you know, we were being told that we were being given the book of Boba Fett and I did not expect two whole episodes where I did not see Boba Fett hardly anywhere, not at all for one of them. And you know, if you if obviously we wanted to keep Mando a surprise, we wanted to keep Luke and Grogu a surprise, but they could have done literally something. Like I don't know, have like Amy Sedaris fucking running around screaming in the background or fucking something to to signal to us that this was the the intended outcome and then, and then maybe I wouldn't have been so fucking grumpy about some of these storytelling decisions which you know I didn't, I didn't even get into um the two ep- episodes of of Mando crossover which honestly if I had known going in um I would have been super hyped about and they that's not what happened and so I was just confused and I was just like but where's my boy like <laughs> it was it was it was a very I don't know a lot of strange things happened
0: yeah i think and i think this is a really good point to to talk a little bit more about an end on but like it's not lost on me and it wasn't lost on a lot of people uh you know online that the you know one of the first helmet off visibly people of color to star in a star wars show was not in two episodes of his own show and i think that's a huge problem and again kate i agree with you i think it's it's completely a marketing thing if this had been you know if they had said after season two of Mandalorian the Mandalorian is now you know Tales of the Mandalorian and there's a there's a Boba Fett centered season of Tales of the Mandalorian I think people would not have people who did react negatively negatively to episodes five and six would not have done so because it's an expectations game and I agree you know I saw a lot of fucking bullshit semantics on twitter of well it's book of boba fett books have chapters about other characters i'm like shut the fuck up do you ever want to throw
1: yourself out the window because people don't know how to read like every day
0: nobody nobody gives a shit about how you think you're playing seven-dimensional chess in your head with the title (laughs) of a tv show it is called book of boba fett i do expect boba fett to appear in every episode
2: yeah, and I agree with Kate that it could have even been like the tiniest of nods and I like I did not mind getting to see um the Jin and Grogu storyline. I liked that actually. I really enjoyed it. I but I do wish that there had been some
1: weaving in of the fact that we're in Book of Boba. Yeah. Honestly, like less weaving in Boba's story, more weaving between his story and Mando's story. Agreed. One thousand percent.
0: Yeah, and I and I I say that with my you know all my complaints. I loved the Mando episodes. Mm-hmm. I thought episodes five and six were, you know, along with episode two in the finale, top half of the season for sure. Um, I thought they were well done. I loved seeing Pedro again. I think Pedro, every episode he's in, he's gets better and better, and he started yeah. really good. Um, so was, so like I loved it, but also like the marketing is just it's so. Bad and a point that a lot of people have made, including you know, I know a lot of people in the Tashi Station Patreon Slack. Shout out to to those fine folks. Um, a point that Brian makes a lot um, is that they still feel like the fact that it's Star Wars is enough to sell it, mm. and that's we've already seen that not be true with Solo. Yeah, and oh, it's... and the
1: marketing for that was just the most beautiful thing I have ever. Scene. I mean exactly, and that's Fuck. why,
0: and that's like part of the reason Solo is like I think very underappreciated is that it it didn't do well at the box office because nobody fucking knew it was out.
2: Well, and there was already so much controversy too. It
0: yeah. was
2: like it was framed in a way that really made a lot of us go into it expecting a bad movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. For and this did, <laughs> yeah. There's so there was honestly there was there was room for them to do like put together bunch of trailers for it to be for those to be proof of concept and then they were just like i don't know beginning of april like just like it it was it was almost like they were like oh shit we gotta fucking put out a trailer and then that we got whatever it was like maybe like a month before it came out it was bizarre
0: yeah it's and then and then you know there were all the rumors which like you know who knows about rumors but i you know i saw enough smoke around this that i do think there's fire that after solo the lesson that they took is that they need to slow down star Wars content and that people aren't interested in it, which Mm -hmm. to me, the lesson is that if you don't fucking tell anybody that something's out, they're not going to go see it. Like, and I think that's proven with how popular Mandalorian is and how thirsty people are for star Wars content now and how successful everything Marvel puts out is like they put it out and they plaster the internet. They plaster Twitter. They plaster broadcast TV They plaster fucking Times Square. Like, they put it out everywhere that there is something new. Moon Knight comes out in two weeks. Uh, I saw a Miss Marvel trailer this week. There's so much happening with Marvel. And every time, it's an event. Mm -hmm. There's no Marvel overload. Except for whatever reason with Ant-Man. I feel like Ant-Man is always the one that, like, people are like, this is too much. (laughs) Um, But, like, there's never this overload. And Star Wars, like, Star Wars isn't that much bigger than Marvel. Like...
2: Yeah. It, it, I mean, timeline-wise it's been around less time than Marvel, actually.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. With like
2: w- less content.
0: Yeah. Uh, so like there's there's no reason that people should be tired of Star Wars except for what you're doing with Star Wars.
1: Get good.
0: Man, get good is just the best way to end a podcast, so we're going to I'm going to make an executive decision and end it there. Um wow. thank you all for listening to this part 1 of our bonus discussion on Book of Boba Fett definitely seems at this point like we have a lot more to talk about. So I suspect we'll be back for another bonus episode soon. Maybe uh,
1: maybe I'll even be back if this thesis doesn't you know just murder me straight up.
0: I mean between the thesis and my parents coming this weekend, Kate may not be alive. Oh, you know, that's
1: Kate may not be I'm alive
2: done. on <laughs> <Monday>. Bye. <laughs>
0: but we're gonna do our best. Um anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh as I reopen the outline uh in the meantime uh for our regular content remember that we're reading The Higher Public A Test of Courage next and then followed quickly by The Higher Public Into the Dark the two uh the middle grade and young adult aspects of the first phase of the Higher Public series um whatever you want to call it uh in the meantime if you want to support us financially first and foremost please give to the international refugee committee at rescue.org supporting refugees all over the world in ukraine and eastern europe as well as in other areas of the world including the middle east and palestine uh sorry i'm like scrolling back and forth through the outline and it's not going well Uh, If you also want to support us after that, you can always give to the Tasha Station Radio Patreon to get some of these takes that we cited firsthand from their mouths. uh, And give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookhorsepod. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Uh, And as always, we will continue to plaster the internet with Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony content. Uh, When you give money When you don't give money Really we're just trying to bring joy at this point
1: Everything sucks
0: Yeah, Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design And our audio and production And some commentary this episode are done By our very own Kristen McDonald Uh, Thank you so much for joining us For this very special bonus episode Uh, For Keeks, Miranda, Rana, Kate, I am Chris
3: Talk to you next week Fuck you, Chris. Wait, start this point over so that I don't have to edit around it. Say that joke again. That was funny.